I fell into a ring of fire. I fell in. Welcome to Fever FM. Tonight we're going to be discussing uh, the Wahenix, uh, the coaching situation there, the um, slots that are available for the women's team, Phoenix players called up for the uh, all-white squad on the men's side, and probably a few things in between. Tonight I'm joined by Tracy. Hello, Tracy. Kia ora e Oh, nice. Well done. Um, Cam, hello. Good evening. And hello, Dubs. Tenakwe. Oh, we're all getting into the flow of it. Unfortunately, someone that won't be getting into the flow of it is uh, Dave, who's feeling a bit, bit non-COVID-y, but still sick. So he's decided to take the evening off, which is probably not a bad idea. Speaking of someone that isn't going to be here, is going to be uh, Gemma Lewis, uh, coach of the inaugural season of the uh, Wahenix. She has decided uh, that there is greener fields uh, offshore. In particular, Wales. She's joining the Welsh FA. Uh, it's a, apparently a perfectly good opportunity to get her UEFA Pro license, which she wouldn't generally be able to do in this country. Bit of a blow, guys. Yeah, it is. I think it's a massive, massive blow, actually. We were discussing this separately, and I think, Tracy, you made a fantastic point, is we don't actually know, because they weren't here, how big a role the rest of the coaching staff had within the within the squad last year. So... Um, you know, this may not be as huge an issue as it seems to be from the outside looking in, but all in all, you're losing your head coach. You're about a month to six weeks away from a what well, from an expected season starts. I think that's um, and a coach that has put together a squad, you know, with an idea about how they want to play and what they're doing going to do moving forward. So yeah, it's, it's uh, initial thoughts are that's quite a a, a big issue for the uh, for the team moving forward. Do you think the uh, the Phoenix get a, a a payout? Do you think the Welsh FA are giving them some money to release from a contract? I guess so, right? I would be very surprised if they did, but you know, I'd be happy if they did. Um, we should probably add that uh, taking over for um, Gemma Lewis is the assistant from last year, Natalie Lawrence. She'll know at least the players in the um, in the club from that season better than most would. Uh, what's the feelings on her? I haven't actually had the opportunity to, to meet her yet. Uh, neither have I. No, uh, I don't, don't believe so. Um, I guess I've met Matt around Wellington football, um, but obviously with them being overseas, and I think she's done some work up in Auckland with New Zealand football at points, possibly. Could be wrong. Um, then she hasn't really been around here for a while, but she's an experienced coach and she knows Wellington very, very well. So um, she has worked for Capital Football in the past. So, yeah. Didn't Nat also coach uh, the men's youth National League side for Capital Football? So she's been, a, she does have that experience. I'm not, I'm not concerned about Natalie being the head coach by any stretch of the imagination. I think she's um, got, certainly got a, a pedigree worth an opportunity. If that, I guess that's the best way to put it. Yeah, I think there's so much negative, not negative, but there's a lot of sort of question mark over um, Gemma's decision to leave. You know, is it right for the team, for the Phoenix side? I mean, she can't think about that. She's got to think about herself as well. But I think we don't, like I said, 
and you've said, Cam, we just don't know enough about the setup and who was doing what. And um, maybe Nat played a much bigger role than we all are giving her credit for. So it might not be as big of a blow as we think. Yeah, I guess I guess from a timing perspective, it makes sense that she takes over, right? Like you don't have enough time to conduct a worldwide search uh, <laughs> to appoint your assistant. And, and, you know, she knows the players and obviously has, this seems like from reading, it sounded like it, it was in the pipelines from before the World Cup. So you'd assume, you know, Natalie has known this this is a prospect for a while and has probably had some pretty significant input into player, player signings anyway. So from that seamless you know, transition, it's probably kind of makes sense. Um, I guess I guess the, the big I know is, you know, lots of assistants don't aren't necessarily great head coaches, but then also some assistants are. So it's a pretty interesting to see where, you know, she fits into that, that you know, those two sides of two, two camps, I suppose. I think... Um... The fact that she's been involved in uh, with New Zealand football as well as uh, with the Knicks actually stands her in pretty good stead because um, some of the major, con- well, what you'd assume would be the major contributors in this season are going to be um, uh, football ferns themselves. So she's liable to have come across them and had dealings with what the coaching style that they've had in the Ferns squad. So I'd hope that that would be a, a positive sign as well. Obviously, the unknown is going to be getting those Australian players in, but we also have good news on that in that the uh, the report from, uh, I believe it's Phil Rollo, who's been talking to um, the Knicks, is uh, as much as many as 17 Kiwis in the A-League women's squad, um, which are 13 on full contracts, which was 11 previously, and an additional four on scholarship deals up from two last season, and any dual citizens, uh, um, for example, Brown Edwards, uh, would count as um, an Australian, a domestic player, so would count there. Um, That's really good news for us. Two extra um, main squad players, Obviously, with the number of youth players we already have in the team, uh, scholarship deals are going to be really, really useful, um, and the dual citizens as well. Yeah, well, I think we're we're at 11, 11 Kiwis at the moment, aren't we? And two Australia Kiwis, um, so we get another couple of full time contracts, I guess, to to come. I don't think any have been a scholarship deals as far as I've seen publicised. So I guess there'll probably be a four coming from, I guess, the under the most recent under-20s World Cup squad, I suppose. Or out of the academy as well. There's plenty of um, plenty of, uh, women in the uh, in the academy that I could be looking at. And this does provide a very clear pathway for that too, which is really, really good. Um, there was the signing uh, football Ferns under-20 player uh, last week, and her name escapes me right now, but um, I don't know if whether she'd be coming in on a scholarship or not. That but, is Vandermeer or something like that? Vandermeer, yes. That. Um, what age constitutes a youth player that can fit into that scholarship space? Weren't a bunch of those academy boys um, scholarships for the men's team? Yeah, but I'm just not sure on whether those rules are the same uh, for the uh, for the women's team or whether the age is different. Yeah, I'm not I mean, sure There, there tends, tends to be a lot of young women playing football uh, to get to that high level. Um, so I just thought, it's, it's, whereas in... The men's game, the the players, the young players tend to be older. That get make it to that when they make it to that level. So I just yeah thought there could be a difference. For some reason, I have under eighteen in my mind, but that might be wrong. I think yeah. the real winner in this situation is 
New Zealand football um, playing, you know, have been a, a pathway for girls and women and to be able to play, play professionally, but also it's that path into the national team um, because we've got more players to be able to play together regularly, which obviously helps in the long run. Yeah, regularly and at a higher level than they would be available normally, which I think is massive. Um, we may not see the benefits just yet, but certainly I think in four or five years, if we're not seeing a massive jump in quality of the um, and depth, I probably of the football ferns team because that's when where they've struggled a lot is depth. I would I would expect that to be massive. Uh, unfortunately, one area they will be slightly lacking is Annalie Longo uh, tearing that ACL. It was announced that uh, just prior to that she had actually signed for the Phoenix, so that would have been massive. But with the ACL tear, uh, she won't be joining them uh, by the sound of it this, this season. I'm not sure what her contract status is, but that's a blow, isn't it? Yeah, mate, it is. It's a it's a massive massive blow. Um, the We've already talked, we've got Paige Satchel and Betsy Hassett coming in, which is going to make a massive, massive difference to uh, the squad with their experience and ability. Um, Annalie Longo, a quality player, um, would have just added to the, the the mix that the other two are bringing in with their experience. And so you can build a quality 11 around those. You've got, they've got a, the core of Longo and Hassett and Paige Satchel, you can build a very, very good team around that at the, at the W League level, or, or sorry, A League women's level. And yeah, it's, it, it's um, I'm, I'm hoping there's someone else out there who's a similar, who's uh, kind of ability and, uh, and is prepared to come back and play, or is looking to come back and play, but uh, it's certainly going to be a hard gap to fill. I, I assume they have um, uh, injury replacement, right? So Annie Longo is not going to be one of the extra... New Zealand players, hopefully they're able to swap her out. So, you know, for, for someone else. Um, Had she probably... actually signed a contract though, or was it just underway? Because the way I read it, it was that she was set to play, but maybe that wasn't quite across the line yet. Um, the way I read it was that she had signed, but whether she was registered or not is another story. It may have been just in the pipeline, as you say. I think we can probably say that if it's coming out that, there was at least a verbal agreement. Um, very disappointing for her. She's uh, obviously a massive, massive player for the um, uh, football ferns. And it would have been great to see her play for a local professional side. It's just something we just don't get to see much of, unfortunately. She's in a bit of a race of time for the, uh, the Women's World Cup as well now, isn't she? Yeah. I would have thought that that would be her done, to be quite honest. An ACL, I mean... It's uh, she's not young, young. So you would think that she'd have to be treating that fairly conservatively. It is her career. Like Rufer with his knee, right? He's been out since it's almost what almost a year now. So yeah, she's probably she's probably got depending on the the grade of injury, she's probably uh, going to miss out. And I don't think that's been determined yet. I'm not sure if um, she at this point has that understanding of just how bad or, or not it is. Uh, so, I mean, there's hope. Yeah, I, I hate to squash that, but I'm thinking if they're still not, if basically the Knicks are saying that she won't be playing for them this season, the season goes a lot longer than the, if she's not able to play by the end of the season, she'll struggle. 
The season's not that long, though. Fair, fair, but it's still, yeah, it's still a bit of an ask. Let me have my hope, damn it. <laughs> okay, take your hope. I'll let you have it. Learned from last week that you need to hype it to hope it. So, yeah. where's the hype first? Build the hype, build the hope. <laughs> That's our, our lesson. Uh, so, basically, we've got um, a couple more spots for the for the um, Kiwis uh, in that Wahenix. We've also got a obviously um, an assistant coach that needs to be filled. Where do we, there was rumours going around that maybe Longo could be pulled into an off field role? Uh, I'm assuming that that wouldn't necessarily be an assistant coach. She's doing a she's doing an FDO. Is that FDO role for New Zealand football, or something? Certainly something along those kinds. No, of she's lines. the. Um, I'm pretty sure she's the women's development manager, but female development manager or something. Not necessarily yeah. football. Uh, sorry, not necessarily playing related. I think. Ah, okay, fair enough. Um, but still, it's still the experience she has from doing a role like that could do very well, especially in player player welfare. Um, and adapting to a professional environment, so it's certainly something she could uh, she could provide for the club. Well, in that article today, didn't um, wasn't Domi or Nat quoted as saying that she is a good coach or something like that? I'm pretty sure I read that. I haven't read the article. Sorry. No. Um, sorry to put you on the spot, Trace. Do you know much about the development officer's role in New Zealand football? Uh, look, my only understanding at this point is because I recently completed uh, a capital football woman in leadership development program um, and Flea was one of the facilitators on that and this is the first time that that's been run at a federation level so she runs the one for New Zealand football across the country and they're looking to roll that out across federations individually but that's sort of where my knowledge ends. Yeah fair enough. Um, it sounds like that that sort of role would transition nicely for Flea to get in to develop younger players. Um, as a sideline to that, would that would be a, a really nice role to see her doing something like that. Or certainly any of the older football ferns who've had that experience, especially the ones that have been overseas and the like. Uh, but as for coaching, do we where do we think that assistant coach is coming from if it's not Flea? Speculation? Come on, I want to see. I want to hear speculation. I've seen um, people. Um, s- what's the word? Oh my god! Um, suggest, spitball. suggest, yeah, suggest yeah. spitball. Someone even on the forums, I think, put dollars on it being Maya Vink. Ah, far out. Yeah, good shout. Okay. She's she's development officer at Capital Football now, isn't she? Yep. What about someone like Guy? At Wellington United, he's um, obviously de- developed a very professional team out there as well, so he yeah. might be uh, a good shout. The other name I threw out there in the chat the other day was Micah, um, who also coached at Wellington United and is now coaching the um, Capital Women's League, uh, what do they call it, Net Women's National League team. That's another great suggestion, actually. She's a very, very good coach. What about uh, Anthony Hudson? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he's dusting off the wiki. Yeah. Is he is he currently looking for a role? Uh, no, unbelievably, he is somehow the assistant coach for the United States men's team. So he is off to Qatar later this year, believe it or not. What? Yeah. How does how does 
How does he black such roles? Is he the reason that, why Tyler Boyd's playing for the uh, for the US? No, <laughs> not not that he's played for the US for quite some time actually, and probably won't go to the World Cup. But I, I struggle to believe that anyone that's met him would be volunteering to play for him. Um, I'm sure my my bias is my own personal thing. Uh, we should probably talk about the national uh, squad in, tangi- in a tangent. Um, the all-white squad has been named this week with um, a few a new faces coming in and a few new Phoenix faces coming in. The uh, players that have been named so far from the Knicks to the all-whites are Ollie Sale, um, has been pulled back in, uh, as has Tim Payne and Ben Wayne. Uh, ben Old has also been pulled in and most surprisingly Alex Paulson has been pulled in uh, for his first cap um, interesting uh, names there um, Clayton Lewis has uh, been deemed unavailable uh, due to hamstring injury in the Aust- Australia Cup and it, I would say even more strangely uh, Costa is suspended for uh, based on his red card in the playoffs and uh, even though actually, this is a friendly. I've got a question. When was the last time we actually played a friendly and did he get sent off in that game too? It could it's be been like, like four years five ago. Five years, right? And yeah. I genuinely don't remember. So it's possible that this he's suspended from both from different cards. Well, let me just say for people that don't know Cam, if he can't remember a game of football, it was a long, long <laughs> time ago. It was like Lithuania and Northern Ireland, right? That was the last time we actually took the the field outside or in a friendly. Um, no, it was Oman. Oman, we played before we played the um, the World Cup qualifier. Curacao. Curacao. There you go. So I'm just saying, thinking there's got to, there's got to be some other explanation because otherwise it's, this doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, I mean historically. Uh, I think it's been you serve the suspension in the competition that you, well, the competitiveness of those games, which you, yeah, you got, got it. it. So like Glenn Moss got suspended in a World Cup qualifier, missed two of the first World Cup games of 2010. And, you know, I think Ben Sigmund, when he two-footed that guy in the chest while he's lying on the ground uh, in a friendly against Oman, served his suspensions. Deservedly two-footed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so somewhere, maybe somewhere along the line, those have has those sort of traditions have changed, and you suspend them, you, you know, sit them out in the next possible fixture, I suppose. Yeah, it does feel strange. Obviously, uh, the Knicks won't be complaining about it too much. It does keep them in camp. Um, Clay, I didn't realize Clayton's injury was quite that bad. Do, do we know anything more about the extent of it? Well, did, did he go off? I don't remember him going off. No, I didn't either. But obviously, it's he's come up a bit lame. Um, obviously, lame enough that he can't run to the All Whites game. Uh, I'm sure that's the answer to it. Again, um, not, necessarily, not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it might be bad for him if he wants to to play, but uh, keeping him in camp with his own physios doing the right rehab on that is you know a better situation. Yep, definitely. Um, as far as the other players go, uh, Ollie Sale, that seems a straightforward one. He's the incumbent uh, starting keeper. Tim Payne, uh, not too surprising, but uh, my understanding was that that was a recall. I can't remember whether he was in the last squad or not. 
he has he played for the All Whites, though. He certainly has played for the All Whites, yeah. but I didn't think he was in the last group. Uh, ben Wayne called back. Um, some decent form in the Australia Cup. Uh, I, from what I remember, the, there's a pretty much a full complement of strikers in the All Whites, so I suspect he won't get a tremendous amount of time, especially not ahead of Chris Wood and Alex Grieve. Um, Grieve played quite well in the last last round of games so uh that'd be hard to um to push aside uh ben old getting recalled yeah that might be it might be a pick for the future though right? i don't think he's going to be starting at 10 so um but you know he's he's a good young player and i can i can see him being in the mix in a couple of years properly so I I struggle with these sorts of picks and the one-off games. It's like I can understand if it's a bit of a tour and there's like three or four games and you want to take them on a bit of a camp and get them used to the environment and maybe a few minutes here and there. But for a one-off where basically he won't get any minutes, you're calling him into camp for very little reward, I think. You've got to start somewhere, though, I suppose. Like how many off t- times do you, in the national environment, do you get three or four games in a window? You, you, yeah. You, you we don't played right. for four or five years prior to this year, right? Yeah. So, yeah, there's there, now is the time to do it. It's likely that we won't play again before March, with the World Cup being in November and uh, December, and the next window after that being March. So they're going to be mothballed for at least six months from here. Now's the time. Give them a shot. Well, will he get a shot? Don't know. Yeah, I can't see why not. You can bring seven changes. There's a decent sized squad, and they got two games. So yeah, I can see there's every possibility that he gets some minutes. I think we the like the the team that we put out at the start of the game in Auckland is going to be our strongest eleven possible with the players selected. But I I can see outside that him getting some minutes. Yeah, um, someone that probably won't get any minutes uh, is Alex Paulson though. Two keepers ahead of him, uh, Wode and uh, Sale. Uh, you've got to be thinking that Paulson's there. What was the expression that Danny Hay used? It's cannon fodder? Yes. Um, maybe maybe Matt Gould didn't do the job quite so well last time round. Maybe he did too good a job. He wasn't cannon fodder enough. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just the fact that Alex is here. He's over here. And why bring another guy back? And if you're going to, if you've got two guys ahead of him in the line, and Alex is a good keeper, um, I don't think he'd embarrass himself in the squad by any stretch of the imagination, and he'll do everything he needs to, um, or that's expected of him. So I can understand why they've uh, why they've selected him. Yeah, it certainly feels like he's benefiting from um, Marinovic not being there um, to get in the squad. The only other notice, notable um, mentions in, from Phoenix Town is former alum Saprit Singh um, still recovering from his, I believe it's a hip flexor injury. He is back training again from what I've seen, but he won't be coming back uh, for the eight All-Whites game, and yeah, which is fair enough. It seems like a, a long way to come to sit on the bench if you're recovering from injury. These the, obviously, with the Phoenix players, a lot of them being um, slightly on the outer, um, Paulson, Old, Ben Wayne, even Tim Payne to a degree. Um, with Danny Hay not, uh, well, confirming that he is unsure about um, carrying on past October, do we think that he's likely to to ring the changes at all and some of these other Knicks players getting um, uh, a bit more game time? I think he goes in wanting a win. And I think he'll do everything he can to get a win. I reckon uh, probably Tim Payne's a good chance of starting, I think, because um, yeah. 
old Nico Kerwin's yep. got a done his ACL, I think, hasn't he? So he he was he did start against um, Costa Rica. So they'll be looking for a different right back. And I think Declan um, Declan Wynn's been playing left side lately, hasn't he? He's been named in the squad. Yes. Well, I don't think Tim Payne's performance at left back uh, in that FA Cup game will, will <laughs> endear him to be picked again at the All Whites level. No, I think we've kind of covered there. Um, former alum, uh, Mr. Kikache, is apparently doing okay. He got like 40 minutes um, against Roma this morning, so you've got to be thinking... Did give away a penalty, though. Well, didn't get scored. <laughs> didn't count. <laughs> All right. That's, that, I'm sticking to that. Uh, so do we actually think that um, uh, these guys are actually getting it time? You, I didn't get much of a definitive answer there. Yeah, again, so we'll so we'll start one game at least. Tim Payne will start one game, I reckon. Alex Paulson, I don't think we'll get any minutes unless he might get like the token ten minutes off a bench, maybe at the end or something. Uh, I think I think the other two the other two bends, I think they'll probably get some time at the end. It'll be one of those ones where they, you know, twenty minutes to go, they'll put on, you know, they'll ring their five or seven changes or whatever they're allowed these days, and almost have a completely different different side. I think that's the end of the first game in Australia, right? But I, th- I genuinely think uh, he's going to go out and try and win the game in Auckland um, and go out on a high and then not get the job beyond that. Do you think uh, Danny Hay might be holding a couple of grudges against Australia for um, sins past and ring the young fellas on to go and kick some um, kick some legs out before the World Cup? <laughs> are, you, are you referring to the uh, the time we got kicked off the park at the MCG before the 2010 World oh, Cup? Certainly, that rings in my memory. I'm, uh, yeah. I think was Danny Hay playing that? No, no, no he certainly wasn't. <laughs> He's well retired. Oh, was he the assistant then at that stage? No, no, he wasn't involved. Didn't he have a Sunday Star Times article around that 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 time um, column around that time? I think very, being incredibly critical of Ricky, if I remember right. Oh, was he? Yeah. Uh, Lol. <laughs> Irony. Um, so that brings us to the end of our discussion topics. As you might understand, it's the off-season, so there's not much happening on the field, so less to talk about off the field. One thing that is happening is the award ceremony and kit and season launch for the Phoenix. Uh, my understanding is that they're hoping to live stream at least some of that. Um, keep your eye out for that or details of that on the Knicks social pages. Um and as for us, we're hoping that we might get a returning special guest in next week uh, just to bring us the lowdown on what's happening next-wise. But apart from that, it's good night from Dale, Cam, Tracy, and myself. Good night. Ka